Welcome, everyone, to Curious Church Podcast. Welcome. Hello. This is our very first one. And just so you get to know us a little bit, I thought we would maybe go around the circle so that you can know these voices that you're hearing, who they are. So we'll start, I'm pointing across the way here at this guy. Hi, uh, I'm Aaron Antone. I'm a music director at Granite Springs Church, and uh, I think that's it for now. Real Matt? simple, clean. Well, yeah. he's already given away my name. I'm uh. Matt Timms. Uh, I guess my title here at Grant Springs would be I'm worship coordinator, but my full-time gig is as an instructional designer, actually, which sounds a lot fancier than it is, but I'll leave it there. Oh, I want to hear more. Yeah, later. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm Sam Gutierrez. I, I think I'm going to make my introduction really long. Yeah, please do. Yes. <laughs> we, this was I all was born. The Samus. I was born. <laughs> no, just kidding. Uh, I uh, work at Granite Springs Church. I'm a pastor of spiritual formation. I've done numerous things in my life. Um, my life has been very interesting. Tell us it's all of very them. rich. It's fascinating. Every little You've nugget. Done numerous things in your life, huh? Yeah, every little nugget's huh. uh, really beautiful, interesting, amazing. Anyways, amazing what? Maybe that's there, my life. That's noun? my life. That was a lot of adjectives. Anyways, we'll do some more introduction stuff uh, for our listeners. As we go along, you'll get to know us a little bit better. We might drop little, you know, little little interesting tidbits about ourselves and about our lives as we go along. But we might. you're listening to Curious Church Podcast. And we thought this morning, as we meet, meet together here, that we would talk about the podcast. But you shouldn't feel obliged to listen in the morning. You can, well, you, you can, can listen to this anytime. Yeah, you want. We actually recommend that you listen to us uh, in your at night mm. in your bed with your covers up. Okay, because we have such soothing tones. <laughs> Go to sleep. So, but of course, yeah, you can listen to us anytime. But we're recording this one in the morning, just so you know. So, but anyways, we thought we'd talk about Curious Church podcast and. Uh, Maybe get a little bit of a vision, so maybe mm -hmm. what you can expect. It's it's bound to evolve over time and to change, but initially, these are some of our ideas, so maybe we could talk about that just a little bit. I feel like Aaron's the expert when it comes to uh, the word curious in particular. Why, oh. why is it a curious church well, uh, Yeah, curious has a kind of a double meaning. There's a, a meaning where it's something that's kind of strange, um, so if you, like, oh, that's a curious thing. <laughs> oh, We're dear. really good with our nails, <laughs> yeah. as you can tell. <laughs> Matt, we really have that nail. Matt threw it over to me. I feel like I just drove lane and knocked it down. <laughs> uh, so, but so curious as in strange, and then curious as in something uh, that we have questions about. So, I think that uh, we could. I think it's safe to say, as uh, as members of churches. Uh, and as a church as a whole, that church is a, a strange place, and uh, we're our, it's full of strange people like us. And uh, we want we have a lot of questions about church and what it is, what it does. Yeah, I mean, expanding upon that, sometimes I like to take this perspective as like someone who's never been to church before, and so you walk through the mm -hmm. doors, you have no idea what it is, and you walk through the doors, and if you can take, if you're able to take that perspective as like what is this like i've never seen this before i'm totally open it's a very church can be a bizarre 
weird, strange place. And you get familiar mm-hmm. with it. Of course, the longer that you're involved, the longer that you're a part of the church, it starts to feel normal. But there's something really odd about the way that Christians do things. Yeah. So that's one of the reasons. I mean, Aaron was talking about that just a little bit. We're a strange group of people. Mm-hmm. And we do strange things. Mm-hmm. Like we sing together. Yeah. I love when you bring up this example. <laughs> I mean, this is the first time you're bringing up this example. I mean, as a musical person, that feels really natural to me, but I know it yeah. doesn't to a lot of people. No. Uh, and, and there's not a I don't do, well, that's not fair, because when you have kids, I think you do a lot of singing too, just kind mm-hmm. of in general. But yeah, there's not a lot of times in life where you... You're just singing the same song with a bunch of people. No, I mean, you might do it at a baseball game. You might sing the national anthem. You might sing around a campfire, maybe. Maybe. Mm. Maybe. I don't know if there's less, I think. Less and less. There's not those collective songs anymore that people know. And you might sing like in a community choir, maybe. In a performance setting. In a performance setting. But beyond that, I mean, we get, but we get together every Sunday. Yeah. And we sing. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting to note that, like, that's already a foreign thing. That's the first thing. And then it just gets weirder from there. <laughs> then, then, I mean, you talk about a sermon and you have someone stand up and they're opening a book or sometimes actually just giving you thoughts that they had in the week and everyone's listening to them authoritatively. But you don't know in most contexts when you're listening to someone with authority, uh, they have some kind of clear credential and that might be true but if you're walking into a building for the first time that's often not laid out for you that this is an expert in x y and z you're just sitting there and hearing them and maybe they're trying to be a little bit funny but they're also trying to tell you something about how to live your life and it's all based in a book that they're reading from that's some two thousand years old at least Mm. and this is relevant to 20 whatever year it is. And then like if you're in a church that practices communion, you're going to start using terms that are borderline cannibalistic. Yeah, really uh, strange. Body, blood, eat, drink. Yeah. Uh, right. So, yeah. and especially like at, not all churches do this, but at the end of a Granite Springs worship service, uh, there'll be a blessing. So, most people have never been blessed in their whole lives, I don't think. Not right? when they sneeze. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Okay, so that's the closest people might. So it's up. like the congregation is collectively sneezed by the end, <laughs> by end of the service. But yeah, so so I guess what we're trying to we're trying to give little examples. But what we're trying to get at is the church is a you can call it odd, strange, weird place. But we like to use the word curious mm-hmm. because it's a very interesting place, right? And in this podcast, we hope to explore kind of that. Well, we are, yeah, the church is a curious place. So we want to explore that. We want to look at different angles, different dynamics of the church, mm-hmm. both in our particular context, Granite Springs, but opening up the conversation, kind of having a wider, broader conversation about the church in general. Yeah. I think it's also worth saying um, there's probably a couple of ways you could approach a podcast called Curious Church Podcast. Um, but we are intentionally and this picks up on what you just said doing it from an embedded place like we are in the church asking questions about the church and in some sense we love the church and her curiosities that's probably worth just front loading to say there's a way of asking questions that's inherently critical um and there are still some things even when you love something or someone that you need to be critical 
of. And so those questions I'm sure will come up as we go. Uh, but also like we're a part of this, like we're not, um, we're trying to take a lens of a stranger, but also as one who is um, a lover of this thing as well. Yeah. So it's not like we're outside the church kind of throwing rocks at it or uh, kind of picking at it. We're in the church loving it mm-hmm. and being interested in it. So that's the second meaning of curious. I mean, one is this peculiar, odd, strange definition. The other one is simply um, being intrigued and being curious and kind of cultivating that posture um, of curiosity. There's this phrase that I like, faith-seeking understanding or worship-seeking understanding. It's this idea that we're always growing, we're always asking questions, we're always learning, we're always changing. And so I've heard this phrase too, like a beginner's mind. So if, you can, if we can all somehow take that, that stance or that kind of posture and instead of assuming that we know, maybe assuming that we don't know, mm. and then being curious or being open to learning to having our minds changed about something. So I think that's a pretty key, just me, me personally, in fact, that's one of my kind of key uh, values in life is cultivating this uh, curiosity about things. See, yeah. I like answers. <laughs> I like things concrete. Well, Sam, that reminds me of something we talk about around here once in a while, which is uh, you can, you don't have to, you, you can, you can come with all these questions. Like we, mm-hmm. like, I think the idea of, being a, a Christian is to have is to have belief, to have faith, and then to ask those to ask those questions and to seek seek answers. And faith is a journey, right? That uh, curiosity at being at the heart of faith. That faith isn't sort of a day where you come to say, "Oh, now I believe X, Y, Z." Like mm-hmm. I have faith worked out, uh, but as a process in which we are both coming to believe maybe new things, but in which we also come to believe the old things more fully and more deeply. Yeah, I like that. I mean, I think I probably some... stole that from you. <laughs> <laughs> you could have. I'm not sure, but you know, there's this idea that if you become a Christian, if you're following, you should get be getting more faith. And they, tri- that's often interpreted as you're getting more and more certain about the answers. But maybe another way to look at it is the journey of following Christ is maybe learning how to ask better questions. So, I mean, that's another way to look at it, too. You're becoming a better question asker. And the only way you can do that is by living in the church, walking the journey, and then you figure out what the real questions are. And then living in the tension of those questions, maybe not always having answers. Because a definition of faith is trusting without necessarily certainty. Matt, you're an expert in podcasting. No, Maybe talk a little bit about your podcasting expertise because you are probably the veteran. Yeah, the veteran just means I've got like 10 episodes in the can of a podcast that me and a friend in grad school did, um, which was a lot of fun. And maybe someday we'll release another one. But uh, hey, give your honest opinion. Were those podcasts good? Oh, this, uh, this uh, podcast is all about questioning, so we'll just leave that question there. Some of them were probably good. Some of them were not as good. But very similar kind of, you yeah. know, I heard, interesting I think I heard questions. One. I think I looked one up. Yeah? Mm-hmm. I thought they were good. Well, thanks. That's kind of you to say. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so Matt, Matt brings some experience. Aaron and I are both newbies. But so. Aaron's a big podcast guy, too. We're all. Love him. Yeah. Constantly. 
listening to a podcast. Top three podcasts. Yeah. Uh, yeah um, Song Exploder is great. Tell us about that. Uh, so Song Exploder is, uh, there's a, a guy who um, is interested in music production. And so he gets, he, um, he takes a song example. It's oftentimes a song that like people would know. Um, and, he, and he gets with the musicians who recorded it and he talks, he asks them how the song came to be and about the kind of, sometimes it gets a little geeky with the recording process and stuff, uh, which I find just totally fascinating. And then you, he, you get to hear a lot of times, uh, like you hear the song without the drums or just the drums or how, uh-huh. they, how they ended up tracking it and building it up. So it's like you hear things you hadn't heard before. So that's really, really That cool. podcast is called? Song Exploder. I recommend okay. it. So Aaron recommends that one. Matt, give us one. Ooh. Um, I should have known that this was going to come back to me. Um, you can't say your own from earlier. <laughs> no, I wouldn't, Actually, I wouldn't say that. Uh, I really like planet money that's a uh, that's in my list well my list is pretty long but planet money would be one of them so that's that was originally i think a spinoff of this american life because they did an episode on the financial crash Jonathan uh, goldstein maybe yeah i think he was at the heart of that and then now it's a larger crew that produce it but little it kind of varies the focus is obviously on the financial world but it's gets pretty interesting to like how are this one i like how are apples um like new types of apples made and grown and what's that like process the honey like? crisp um, oh the perfect apple the, yeah perfect apple. exactly and the fact that uh you can have apples with different names that are the same exact like breed of apple because the name is what's patented oh, not really? the genetic strain oh curiously hmm. So that's curious. That is a good nugget there. There you go. Yeah, that's for free. I heard but, one time, I don't know if this is true, this might be totally false, but the apple the honey crisp apple was like the life's work of like a a guy. Well, this guy, I actually in this podcast, I mean, I can't remember which episode it is, but it talks about the guy who discovered the honey crisp and he would literally walk up and down his orchard and just take a bite, take an apple off the tree take a bite and then just let it fall out of his mouth because he couldn't afford to like eat that many apples oh, yeah of course and then one day he takes a bite and most of them are like not really much good one day he takes a bite and it's like the bells ring and it's the honey crisp apple and he realizes this is the tree that we've been crossbreeding oh. for hoping oh for. really it's the chosen wasn't one. that john uh john honey crisp uh, Johnny Honeycrisp. <laughs> Johnny Honeycrisp. <laughs> I think we're now delving into a realm that we're. But basically, we're he was on. trying to get like the perfect apple, yeah. so like the perfect crunch, the perfect skin thickness, the was perfect a, color, the perfect like tart and sweetness. Was he know. a geneticist kind of guy, or just uh, an apple enthusiast? I think if you're, I think I think these. I mean, we're talking about. I think he had acres of apple orchards. So hmm. at that point, it's it's professional and scientific. Yeah, hmm. I don't think it's. He was just walking through someone's backyard and <laughs> you know the only problem i have i love the honey crisp apple let me just put that out there but one thing i do not like is the size they're huge what's but why is that a problem because it's too much apple you want a miniature i just crisp. want like i want to eat the whole thing and it's like a honey crisp feels like a meal to me it's like so much apple that i get I get overwhelmed by it. And this is true. I'm not making this up. I've actually thought about this. There's a place in the Sierra Nevada foothills called Apple Hill, and it's an annual fall destination for us. And uh, I go there, I get an apple milkshake. 
I get an apple milkshake? pie. I get as many different kinds of apples as I can. I have an apple donut. Uh, do you do the dumpling? Apple, apple dumpling. dumpling. Oh, so good there. Um, and and uh, apple, they even had apple beer one time. I'm like, oh, I'm going to check this out. <laughs> they took apple cider and like Budweiser and poured oh. them together in a plastic oh, cup. Wow. <laughs> as soon as I saw that, I got out of that line. <laughs> One got some more apples. <laughs> That's hilarious. So how'd you feel after all that apple? Uh, uh, you know, sick. Yeah, I was going to yeah, say. Yeah, I bet yeah. you felt pretty bad. Much. But, you know. And it was worth it's Apple it Hill, no? baby. It's, uh, you got to do it every year. So you apple basically travel up to Apple Hill and you make sick. yourself sick on apple and that's the that's the tradition when you look at it that way <laughs> yeah well this has been apple talk uh, <laughs> hot segment coming to you from curious church podcast <laughs> so anyways so that's matt's favorite yeah sam what's one uh, of your top strangely podcasts? the uh, his podcast was called money talk wasn't it called money something uh, planet money. money oh planet money. money and we're talking about apples i don't know how that happened but well, you can go back and listen to yeah, see how yeah, it okay. Anyway, so uh, my when I listen to a bunch of podcasts, one of my just to be different, I listen to a sports one. Oh, which one? Pardon the interruption, which is actually it's a TV show. It has these two guys on ESPN, and they basically they're good friends, and they just kind of rip on each other, and they talk about sports and all that stuff. So then, of course, they translate the TV show into a podcast. I think it's the exact same recording, pretty much. But anyways, I listen to it kind of keep up on sports stuff nice yeah i always like especially like after a big championship game then they'll talk about it mm-hmm. and I, those are the ones i really like i so. could do sports in a dose like that where it's just a little bit like just kind of skimming across the top as opposed to yeah like if you listen to a radio sports show where they just get way yeah. too deep into yeah yeah, stuff. yeah but it's called pardon the interruption pti pti i've heard of the tv yeah. show yep pti Nice. One yeah. of, let, let me just say one of the other things that is curious about church people that I think we'll bring to this podcast is like they're capable of thinking about more than just church. So this ties in, I think, into what maybe Sam's about to do. But we're going to have segments on here that aren't necessarily quote unquote church segments mm-hmm. because like Apple Talk, like Apple Talk. That's yeah. Uh, stay tuned for more Apple Talk. <laughs> But because the three of us and those who we're going to invite in, we just like having conversation and there's other interesting things in our world. All right. So we're going to do various segments in our podcast. And this particular segment is called What's Your Beef? I like chicken and turkey with cheddar. I like a tofu burger, but bacon is better. So what's your beef? So this is a beef I've had for the past couple of months since I moved into a new apartment. And what happens is every morning I wake up and I go to get ready for my day and I get into the shower and I turn on the water. So you're naked at this point. Yeah, that's not important detail. (laughs) I could potentially be clothed, but um, that's really that is really irrelevant to my beef. And the water starts going and it hits me below my shoulder because if you turn around and look at my shower head it is literally below my shoulder i am a solid probably foot maybe half a foot to be fair taller turn down your mic you're getting a little heated sorry yeah well of course this is what's your beef what do you expect (laughs) okay sorry Uh, sorry (laughs) the shower head is below and okay i've adjusted because i'm now getting good at some kind of contortion yoga pose to be able to wash my hair 
but I just don't under I, this is maybe as much just I'm baffled by it as a real beef because I don't understand why it has to be so low. My and you're ceiling. not seven feet tall. I'm not. I'm six. I'm six feet tall, so a little bit above average. But if you're if you're even shorter than me, you're still going to be inconvenient. But the shower head's this. probably hitting you at the four feet mark. The four foot mark. No, not not quite that low. Oh, it's okay. not like I'm in a bath. <laughs> still a okay. shower. Okay, okay. So five foot mark. It's kind of hitting you in the back. Well, well, I mean, it's definitely where it's hitting. It's probably at the five and a half feet. Oh, like, that's, in terms, that's where the shower. I'm head not really is. understanding what the beef is here. What do you mean you don't? Okay, he, he can't get his head wet. Yeah, is, is that how the am problem? I supposed to get my head wet? That's why your neck moves up and down. No, no, no. If I move my head back, I hit the shower head. Uh, so I can't actually. I have to. I have to kind of bend and stretch one leg out and kind of lower myself. Whoa, a little bit. Yeah. Still naked. Well, yeah, potentially. Uh, in order to in order to get my head wet, and, and I just don't understand. Does anyone? Do you have any contracting like? background anyone in the room oh, i've had frustration with low shower heads i can say but i don't live with a low shower head oh, so that man. would i know that, i think that would be a legitimate beef if i had to i feel like there's got to be a reason it is so absurdly low like it's absurd but i don't know what the reason is hmm. so maybe a listener who has plumbing experience can chime in and is there room that, like it could be higher it oh it could be oh. comfortably higher there's like Probably a foot and a half of space mm. in which it could be placed. Mm. So you wake up every morning and you get irritated. Basically. Well, you know, I try to be. <laughs> That's a good point. I try to be gracious to the shower head. The mornings when I almost slip as I move into my contorted hair wetting position, that those are the mornings where I tend to be more irritated. I think but. we've got a really good picture of you <laughs> contorting yeah. yourself. Mm -hmm. I don't think we need to go anymore. I really hope. I really hope no one has. But that I understand. Picture. I understand. Okay. <laughs> So I sympathize with that. So that's because I'm also beef. a tall, tallish person. Yeah. Okay. I would Let like to anyone in this room would be uncomfortable in my shower at home, whether yeah. whether I'm there or not. <laughs> maybe you need to do. <laughs> maybe you need to take baths. Yeah, I guess. I guess yeah. so. That feels like a lot of work. And I know. The morning. I, I, I like baths. So, anyways, that's yeah. another segment, yeah. probably. Yeah. Um, do you hate baths? What, what's your segment? bath? <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, I would like to share my beef, and okay. this just happened to me yesterday. No, two days ago. So I had a, I had an earlier beef, fresh beef. This, <laughs> this is fresh beef. This is like <laughs> lay it on us. This is fresh beef. So I went to Taco Bell, and that's not my beef. But no, I, I don't think they serve anything <laughs> close to beef there. <laughs> so I went to Taco Bell, and it was six o'clock, which is like dinner time. Okay. So it's kind of rush hour at Taco Bell, uh -huh. and they were like training someone. Hmm. So that's so that that irritated me that, because it's end, like that's the end of the beat. Well, that's okay. it's like there's all kind. You can train any. You can train someone anytime, but not during rush hour. Not during like what food rush hour at Taco Bell. It's like so. It's like so. There was someone next to him and they're training him on how to push the buttons and everything. Mm -hmm. And it just like it was so slow. Yeah, and mm -hmm. it's like right fast food maybe this is that new slow food movement i keep hearing about <laughs> <laughs> slow food from taco bell anyways that's my beef you may agree with it you may not agree with it but it's like i'm all for training but yeah. maybe not during like six o'clock yeah like, I rush get, hour I get when that. i was like trying to run in yeah. get my crunchy taco crunchy taco and my bean burrito with no onion i just want it fast they do bean burritos with onions there 
yeah. Oh, you know what's great? Green onion in a burrito? Uh, on, on, on everything. Oh. On anything that, that would have onion on it. Once in a while, I'll pick up a little bundle of green onions, I'll chop those little guys up, little green rings. I think we, throw we them had in. some of that last night. <sighs> Anyways, I'd like to go back to my beef. Okay. Oh, sorry. <laughs> so I was bothered. This is not positive I was, time. <laughs> I was basically bothered inside by this. Anyways, that's my beef. Well, at least you don't have that experience every day. Mm-hmm. Unless I eat a Taco that's, Bell every day. Well, that's true. Do you? I don't. I'm not going to tell you that. <laughs> okay we got very reluctant podcasters here what's your beef um so as a 39 year old white male i own a set of golf clubs good um uh, and i've been starting to i have i've golfed in a really long time but then i got an invitation recently to to go play nine holes and i thought yeah okay and i did and i was kind of like kind of okay at it like i thought it'd be awful i've never been a very good golfer i don't think i ever will be a very good golfer and therefore my beef is with golf the sport of golf whoa okay we're wow here uh, that was sounding like such a feel-good story i was confused what <laughs> segment the, i was in and here's the problem with golf turn. if i were really good at golf i could go all in on golf and i could be a golf guy I could get really nice clubs. I could. See I could go. A, I could go a couple times a week. I could have some golf buddies, and this is my thing. I play golf. That would be great. If I were really bad at golf, I could sell my golf clubs. No, you could do the exact same thing. I could do the exact same thing. Just go <laughs> waste all, all my time and money. <laughs> golf buddies. <laughs> just hit the golf course. Super angry constantly. Yeah. No, I could sell my clubs if I was awful. I just could live a fulfilling golf free life but since i'm kind of okay it just takes like after uh, over nine holes it just takes like a couple pars or maybe like a, a lucky birdie here and there to be like oh okay this is that was great and then the next hole is, yeah i get like an eight what, what i hear you saying is your beef is not with golf it's with your own mediocrity <laughs> <laughs> that's what i hear too and it sounds like this is, is a what drug. You're saying? Yeah. it sounds like the like you know putting Getting a perfect putt in is kind of like a drug. It is. Well, I think that's, yeah. and that's what I don't like is you, every time you're like, ah, who needs this? You get that, you sink that 30 foot putt and you're like, oh, no, yeah. I feel like this. if you're I'm sinking back. a 30 foot putt, like you're not, you're, you're pretty good at golf. Yeah. Or are you just getting like lucky no, you're, consistently? You're good at golf if you can sink a 30 foot putt and then the next hole sink another 30 foot putt. Oh, or yeah, even sink a, 30, sink a 30 foot putt and then in the next tee have a decent drive. Like there's no two shots in a row that are good usually. Yeah. So that's my beef. My beef's with golf. All right. We're going to do another little segment here. Uh, it's inspired by this little phrase from Mar- uh, the poet Mary Oliver. I don't know if you're familiar with her. She's a pretty famous poet. Anyway, she has this little phrase. I think that the title of the poem is Instructions on How to Live a Life. And it's a very simple poem. It's, it's simply this. Pay attention. Be astonished. Tell about it. Pay attention. Be astonished. Tell about it. So it's this idea that, you know, notice what's around you, notice the world. And once you do that, let wonder and astonishment kind of fill you. And then basically share, share about what you've noticed and what is basically kind of blowing you away, blowing your mind, blowing your heart. 
you know, expanding kind of your soul kind of a thing. So I guess I'll start. So something uh, I watched this last, I'm, I'm kind of like a space nerd a little bit. A lot of people don't know that about me, but pretty much every show, like I watch uh, all these, not just like science fiction space, but like, you know, real space, sp- space, space stuff <laughs> like satellites space, and space. satellites and all this nerdy stuff, whatever. But I like it, you know, and I was watching one the other day about um, th- they think they found some like methane. I think they were methane oceans on one of Saturn's moons. So it's one of the place where they found like liquid, not water, but some sort of liquid ocean. Huh. And um, so there's this Cassini spacecraft. Anyways, it flies around Saturn. It's been taking pictures of the various moons and the planet of Saturn. And so they have this plan where they're going to fly a satellite or fly some sort of spacecraft to the moon. And they're going to try to land, not a rover, you know, like on Mars, they've, mm-hmm. but some sort of like, like a boat. boat. Which is pretty crazy Hmm. to think about. So they're going to try to sail a boat on the methane oceans of this faraway world, which is just like, that just blows me away. So how far we've come in the last like 40, 50, 60 years with like space travel, you know, in the 60s walking on the moon. And now we're, you know, sending satellites and probes to Jupiter and Saturn. And it's just amazing. So yeah. That's something that just blows me away continually about how, and it took, you know, it took like seven years for that satellite to get to Saturn. I mean, that's how far away it is. Seven years for it Mm -hmm. to just get there. So anyways, wow. That's, that's something that blows me away that, that is just astonishing the, the size of the universe and that we have the technology to start exploring some of these worlds. So I wanted to tell all of you about that. That's cool. Really cool. Yeah. Matt, trying to decide which direction to go. Maybe I go the really mundane. Last night, uh, Rachel, my wife, and I had uh, burritos, and Rachel's vegetarian. Green onions. There were yeah, the green onions were in there. Uh, Rachel's vegetarian, so we typically don't include meat in our meals. But to replace the meat, we do something like rice and potatoes in a burrito. All this is building up to. That's good. the thing that I'm just astonished by, it is a rice cooker. <laughs> oh, brother. Yeah. yeah, now that's... Oh, you're speaking my language. That's the kind of reaction I was expecting because <laughs> because when I stop and think about a rice cooker, well, I've made rice just in a pot on, <laughs> on the stove. And you have to pay attention to that. You have to yeah, stir yeah. it. You have to get it ready. But with the rice cooker, I just put it in the rice... I put in the right amount of water, then I don't even think about it until it beeps at me, and I have perfect rice that doesn't stick to the pan. I literally have no idea how that happens. Like, it is a marvel of technology, because it doesn't... I could put more rice in, I could put less rice in. There doesn't appear to be some complicated, like, sensor in the pot itself, because I washed that thing. It's, it's just a pot. It's like a little container, and yet that rice will come out perfectly every time. <laughs> Blows me away. <laughs> Very much like the yeah, methane, uh, methane oceans. Yes. Methane. Yeah, yeah. Methane. I would like to see them send a rice cooker to the moon of Triton and uh, cook rice on the moon of Triton. I assure you it would still be perfect. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's amazing. I feel you on that rice cooker. We yeah. have we have one just to like a fifteen dollar one. Uh-huh. We've had it for 
10 years. Yeah, a little water, a little rice. Don't think about it. And your rice is, oh, rice. Rice is great. Mm. And that's different than a crock pot. Well, yeah, yeah. It's they a, look sim- Mine looks similar to Because I've heard you can do There rice are multiple. Actually, too. I think ours is actually a uh, slow cooker, rice cooker mix. Oh. Like we could put something else in there. But I just, uh, this is another thing where probably a moment of research could answer all my questions. But <laughs> <laughs> I prefer to remain astonished. So. Yeah, yeah. Stay astonished. Uh, my, I'll do a real, just a real simple, quick one uh, as I went for a run this morning. And um, uh, the weather today has been, you know, it's kind of end of summer, falls maybe around the corner, but still plenty warm. Uh, but we had a nice kind of overcast day. Mm-hmm. And usually, I hate running, uh, but I do it a lot. And <laughs> <laughs> I w- and it started to, it was kind of, it's been overcast and cloudy and a little bit cool. And it sprinkled on me. Well, I was running. Oh, wow, yeah. And so for us Northern Californians, that's, uh, you know, I haven't seen rain in many months. So, and I found myself with a huge grin on my face. I was just so happy to have see little raindrops on the sidewalk. And the first one that hit me, I thought it was just a, like a drop of my own sweat. And then it's <laughs> like, no, there's more coming. I could, you could hear it hitting the trees oh, and stuff. Yeah. Oh, it was, and then it was pretty short-lived, but it was a glorious soul-expanding moment. Cool. Yeah, that's a great one. Love rain. I think mine was the best, but <laughs> yours were Classic good too. Classic Sam. If I had to rank them, I put mine first, <laughs> then Aaron's, then the rice cooker. <laughs> no. I, I put rice cooker first. Okay. I love wow. a rice cooker. Yeah, I mean that reaction. You can tell that was that was for real. That, that was just... for real. <laughs> well, thanks for listening to Curious Church Podcast. I'm Sam. I'm Matt. I'm Aaron. Thanks for being curious with us. See you next time.